1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoke and audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
0: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. So we've got ourselves a little bit of an overreaction going
2: on. It is NFL related. I will tell you what that is coming up here in just a minute. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are listening to the program right now, we appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here. On the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So. There was a. It was kind of a busy week for the NFL. But it just sort of a. Uh, I, I don't know if, if overthinking it. Or uh, maybe over dramatizing certain situations in the NFL. But just sort of an odd week. So here's why I say that. So. There were these uh, rule changes that were announced earlier this week in the NFL, right? So everybody knows about them, the, the lowering of the head, the catch rule, all that stuff. And so they announce all of it, and, uh, and they're trying to make the game safer, and I get all that. And so then Fox NFL rules analyst and former VP of officials Mike Pereira was talking on Friday. And he was on with, uh, with SiriusXM, and Mike Pereira... In talking about these new rules, in particular the lowering of the helmet rule, which uh, now may result in a 15 yard penalty and an injection and all that. And Mike Pereira said uh, the rule is going to be, quote, impossible to officiate. Okay. That is a direct quote from Mike Pereira, former vice president of officials and the Fox NFL rules analyst, just earlier on Friday. Talking about these new rules that are implement- implemented by the NFL, and here's the thing that um, that I noticed about this. So, part of the reason that the NFL and this new rule change was made is because the NFL decided they wanted to make the game safer. Okay, and the NFL, in doing a little bit of research, found that there was a rise in diagnosed concussions over the past two seasons. Okay, so they did their research, put the numbers together started comparing it from one year to the next, and they saw that there was a rise of diagnosed concussions over the past couple of seasons. So let me ask you this. Are there really more concussions than before? Or are there just more concussions that we know about this time around? You know what I mean? Like, is this, is this you know, are, uh, in this research, and them doing this research, is it really any different than before? Or do we just finally know about it? It's like when people try and compare uh, athletes from years gone by to athletes of today. Well, you know, so-and-so didn't act like that before. Okay, are you sure he didn't act like that before, or are you just sure there were more cameras around that caught this guy in today's sports era? You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of this stuff you really got to look into and really think about and think about it honestly, okay? They also notice that players are self-reporting more concussions. Okay, so this is this is again this is the NFL making these these rule changes. Mike Pereira, former vice president, saying on Friday, "Yeah, this uh, listen, it's going to be almost impossible to officiate." So these players come out and they're reporting more concussions. So if players in your league are coming out and they're reporting more concussions, you know what that tells me? That tells me players are more aware, and it tells me the players are more aware of the risk. And they're being smarter about it. So if we're all aware of the dangers of football, and we all know that it's a really difficult sport, and it's really hard on the body, at what point is it kind of up to us to draw our own conclusions or make our own decisions as to whether or not we want to play or have our kids play? Like, At some point, you've got to acknowledge what it is that you're doing and you can either accept what's going to happen down the road, or you can't. You know by now that if you smoke, it's bad for you. So if you keep light enough heaters during every break at work, and you're rolling back a pack a day, should we... I mean, at what point do you accept responsibility that, yeah, I'm not putting myself in the best situation here, I know that there's dangers involved, I'm just sort of ignoring the dangers And this is what it's going to be. If you go and you eat candy every day, you have a bag of gummy bears every single day of your life, and you walk into the dentist, and he tells you you got 5,000 cavities, and you get pissed, what is he supposed to say? Yeah, sorry, that's on me. No, that's on you. Like, at some point, you've got to know the risks that are there. The NFL, a lot of these players back in the day didn't know the risks. They didn't get it. They didn't understand it. But when you universally have players now saying, this is ridiculous, guys, what you're doing to the league, This is it's unbelievable. You're making it to where we're now going to be ejected for playing a game that we played a certain way our entire lives growing up, and now you've got a former VP of officials and a guy who actually did that part of the job. There are two people involved here. They're the players and the officials. And you've got sides on both, and you've got members of both sides saying, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, why are we doing this? Like, you're making it way too difficult. It's become way, way, way too difficult. And it, it, it's, like, you should know at this point whether or not the game is dangerous. You should know the risks that are involved. Like, the NFL's trying to, to do this, and they're trying to, like, everybody knows. Dangerous sport. Like, the NFL is asking for a motionless reaction in a game full of motion. Right? Think about that. They're asking guys in full speed to freeze time, line up, and then make the proper play and make sure that you make that proper play to where your head is at the right angle or else you're going to get tossed out of the game. Like It has been and it always will be a dangerous game. So the idea that the NFL has come out, now you've got a former official speaking out on it, you've had former players speak out on it all week, it doesn't make any sense. Like the NFL is being unrealistic in trying to completely clean up the game and make it safe all the way around. The kickoff rules a joke. It's a dangerous game. You can either accept it or you can't. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, also, LeBron James won a uh, or he set another record, like uh, consecutive games scoring double digit points. Whatever. I mean, who even thought of that? Like, who cares? Um, So, LeBron James sets this record, right? And I was thinking about this. So, he's been, uh, he's really been feeling himself this year. All right. Now, uh, get your minds out of the gutter. This is not a Pee Wee Herman reference. Uh, Feeling himself is a figure of speech. All right. And so LeBron James has really been uh, feeling himself this year. He's really been feeling good, talking a lot about his accomplishments. He even talked about how he uh, would vote for himself for MVP. Said that a few days ago. A lot of people were outraged, congratulating himself on Instagram a bunch of times, really going out of his way to let everybody know how great he is. And um, we are just awaiting word as to whether or not he will gloat about this consecutive double-digit points streak record whatever the crap it was that he said on friday night so we are awaiting that and as soon as we have lebron james's latest blowhard bragging example of him loving himself more this year than other years we will have that for you here okay we will me yeah you we will break into the show a live national sports show to bring you the latest in lebron james's blowhard tour 2018 but you ever go through a phase, cause this is what I think it is with LeBron James, all right? You ever go through this phase or you've been with someone who's going towards a selfish phase and um and they start saying things to you like, you know, I just just kinda want to focus on me right now. You know, I just uh really need to get some things in order in my life. Gotta focus on me. Or uh yeah, you know, I I think it's just better if I do my own thing right now. Just kind of kind of want to do my own thing right now. Or, you know, I'm just not really ready to think for two at this point. Like, I don't want to be, I, you know, I just, I, I really need to kind of get my stuff together. Me, me, I, I. We've all been through it. And we've all experienced it. Or we felt it at some point in time. And I really, truly believe that that's where LeBron James is at right now. Because now we're all just waiting around for every time he breaks an individual record or some record falls like it did on Friday night. We're all just waiting around for the response. Where's the Instagram post? Where's the tweet? Where's the post game humble brag? Like, when is this going to come up? And I really think that LeBron James came to a point mentally where he had been chasing and trying and and doing all he could to put together these super teams to try and win NBA titles, and then all of a sudden Kyrie Irving said, yeah, I'm not into this anymore. I want to go kind of do my own thing. And I think at some point within the last several months, LeBron James kind of took a step back and said, you know what? I don't think I've got a team good enough to win an NBA title. I don't think I got a chance to win a championship this season so I'm going to make the most of this, and you know, I'm going to take some me time. That's what I'm going to do. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do this time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about me, I'm going to focus on me, and I'm really just going to kind of go that direction for a little while. You know, I've never really done that before. This is my chance to go be, for you people that date out there, single for a while. You know, I'm going to go single for a while, and I'm going to go have some fun. And I really think that's where LeBron James is at, is that I think he knows he's got no shot at winning a title. No shot. Like, whether it's injuries or matchups or whatever the case may be, or talent, he has no chance to win a title. And I think at some point, at whether it was right after Kyrie Irving demanded a trade or whether it was at the early season struggles and not being able to make it work with his best friend in the NBA and Dwayne Wade and all these other players that they brought in following the trade of Kyrie Irving. I think LeBron James just looked around and said, well, listen, uh, if I can't win a title this year, then I'm going to go just have as much fun as possible and I'm going to try and do me for an entire year. And that's cool. That's totally fine. Like, we're all used to it. We've all been through it or been around somebody who's going through it at some point in our life. But then becomes the bigger question. What happens next? So I think Friday, another example of LeBron setting another record, and we all just wait to see how he's going to brag about himself. Because right now you can consider this the me season for LeBron James. Every other year he's chased titles and tried to do this and and form these super teams. 2018 is going to be the me season for LeBron James. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, up next, there is uh, somebody in the world of sports who has completely changed before your very eyes. All right, they have completely changed. I think I know why. I'll tell you who that is next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up here in uh, just a couple of minutes, I think I know uh, what's going on with somebody in sports. I think I figured it out. Not a bad thing. It's actually natural, and there's actually been other great players who have gone through it, so I'll tell you what that is uh, coming up here in uh, just a couple of minutes. I do want to tell you uh, we are brought to you by GEICO. What does it mean when GEICO says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. Before we get to that, I do want to welcome in the crew, uh, ladies and gentlemen... Iowa Sam, your tech producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Good
1: to the last drop. You need I, a cough medicine there? A little cough drop, Jonas? You're no. like, kind of kind had a little frog in your throat there. No. Yeah, you're right. I'm all good. You're good. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Well, it's good to be with you.
2: <laughs> Thanks for popping on, Sam. We'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> good right. stuff. There Bye. it is. Bye. All right. Good stuff. That's nice. Insult the host the second you get on the air. Well done. All right. Well done. Uh, Mike Mayer is your uh, executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Michael! Michael! Sam, and already his drunkenness, is already starting to rub off in the show 20 minutes in. Yeah. It's, I,
1: it's already cut. Yeah, the anger, we could already tell this is already going to be a fun ride. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I didn't even, uh, just welcomed him into the show, and he immediately, like, tries to call me out on something.
1: It's just, hey, I just gave you a, a coupon for uh, a savings on Puma gear. So. Yeah,
2: you didn't get me a Christmas gift, but yeah. you got me a 20% off coupon <laughs> that can only be used within a five-day span at Puma. <laughs> oh, God.
1: I mean, you live right All next right. to a Puma outlet, don't you? So uh, about twenty minutes away. Okay, so yeah, yeah. pretty close. So oh, there it is. Yeah. Hey, go check it out.
2: Uh, Kevin Figures is your national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio. Kevin wow. Figures. Yeah, yes. Sam. Thanks for the Marshalls gift card you gave me. Yeah, unbelievable. That
3: had a had 50 left on
2: the balance, but I still
3: appreciate it, what there, a, brother. What a cheap
2: ass. Man. Hey, Kevin, what did uh, what did Sam give you for uh, Christmas? Uh, let me check. Oh, that's right, nothing.
0: You get nothing. Yeah.
2: It's a cheap ass. Wow, it's the way it goes. Some friends you are, Sam. Yeah. What can I, I say. I have, somebody was asking me. They said, um, "You know, what would be a word that would you would use to describe Sam?" And I thought about it, and kind of was racking my brain a little bit because okay, he's such a valued member of the member of the show. And I was thinking, "Oh, this." And I was kind of just like, and I really thought about it. I really pondered it for a while. And you know what word came to mind? A hole. Like that like I don't know why that that was just the only, the only thing that came to mind thanks. um Gosh. here at uh, Fox Sports Radio I'll
1: certainly pass off any future uh, amazing coupons and savings on to you Jonas so um thanks a lot you're welcome let's just trade barbs today
2: all right uh, so uh I think I figured something out about somebody in sports and um and I think that it's really a normal thing I think it's pretty natural so so Kevin uh, Kevin Durant has been on this thing where he's like, everyone's asking, "Yo, you know what's changed?" And they're asking him all these uh, in all these interviews. Like, you seem like a changed guy. You know what's going on? You're getting ejected all the time, and you're—he's been ejected five times this year. And he was answering a bus- bunch of questions on Friday because he got ejected on Thursday night's game. All this stuff. And everyone's trying to figure, yeah, well, you know what's wrong with KD? And uh, here's what I think it is. I think sometimes the pursuit is more rewarding than the catch like I firmly believe that and I've always the older I get the more I realize that okay like you ever notice if sometimes when you were a kid you'd get that new toy or you'd get something that you'd been asking for or something that you really wanted for a long long time and then you play with it for like two weeks and then you almost never touch it again you just lose interest immediately like you wanted it, you begged for it, you finally get it, and you lose, to- you lose all interest about two or three weeks afterwards, okay? Or you work really hard to get this promotion at work, you're busting your ass, you're working extra shifts, you're picking stuff up, uh, you're going above and beyond, you're staying late, you're showing up early, and then you get the new promotion, and a few weeks into it, you're already burned out. You're already like, man, this is just a lot more work. It just it it just it wasn't what you thought it would be. All right. Like I think sometimes we're all guilty of confusing the addiction to the chase with the addiction of what's at the end of the chase. And I think that's what's going on with Kevin Durant. Because I truly believe that Kevin Durant deep down thought that if he just won a title, if he just won that NBA championship if he just grabbed that that one thing left in his career that was eluding him he would have found total peace and happiness and i think mentally he's thinking to himself ah, it just it doesn't feel any different like this that that didn't do for me what i thought it would do i don't understand it and i think it happens all i think it happens more than we want to realize so like people are asking you know god what's changed with him You know, what's going on with Kevin Durant? He seems so much angrier. He's gotten ejected a bunch of times this season. You know, something must be wrong with the guy. You know, is he trying to be a, a fake tough guy again? I don't think that's it. I really don't. Look at it this way. Ask yourself the question that a lot of you guys ask. Or if the media is listening, ask yourself the questions that a lot of you in the media ask. All right. If you were on the best team in the league, Okay, think about your profession, your sport. And you're on the best in the league, in the world. And you're the best player on the best team in the world. You just won your first NBA title. And you were the best player on the biggest stage, even better, Than the guy considered to always be better than you on that massive stage. So consider all of that. Why the hell would you be angry? Why would you be angry? And to me, there's only one answer to it. Because the prize at the end wasn't as rewarding as the pursuit was. Because he finally got what he had been chasing all these years, and when he finally got it, It didn't feel like he thought it would. And I think Durant confused an NBA title with total satisfaction. And I think he struggled to figure out why he's not as fulfilled as he thought he'd be. And I think that's a real thing. There was an article that came out. Mina Kimes, who's a really good writer for ESPN, did an article on Aaron Rodgers uh, back in the offseason. And Aaron Rodgers, even in that article, mentions that after he won the Super Bowl, he was kind of sitting there and he thought to himself, there's got to be more to it than this. It was almost like he had been chasing this thing for so long. I got to win a Super Bowl, got to win a Super Bowl. I, I, I need that thing to, to, to establish myself, to say that I've done it all in my career. And he finally got it. And then he was looking around like, oh, that kind of isn't, I don't really feel any different. I don't like it doesn't like that's a real thing. And I think it happens to all of us all the time. Like how many of you went to school or or worked for years and years to get something and then you finally got it and it's like, uh Yeah, it's cool, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of cool. Durant just won a title. He just outplayed LeBron James in the finals. Okay? He finally, quote, achieved his dream. And what did he do? Think about what he's done since he achieved this long-awaited dream, the only thing left to do in his career that he hadn't done already. You know what he did? He started a burner account on Twitter for people being mean to him, and he's been ejected five times during the regular season over non-calls or foul calls. Think about that. You You just accomplished what you had been set out for, or so you thought for all these years. You finally get there. And then once you grab it, you're like, yeah, this just isn't, I don't know. Like, I'm not, it just doesn't do it for me. I, I, th- I thought there would have been more to it. I think it happens to a lot of us in certain parts of our life. I think Kevin Durant's going through it right now. I think part of his anger is he's trying to figure out why he still doesn't feel fulfilled. And who knows whether he finds it on the basketball court or maybe he gets it in a business venture outside of basketball or something in his personal life. But I think that's a large part of what's going on with Kevin Durant. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Um, up next, so there is a, an NFL story that has to be touched on because the NFL is doing a really really good job at something. And, uh, and not a very good job at something else. So I'll tell you what that is coming up next but for all the latest from around the world of sports
3: Kevin Figures. Alright Jonathan perhaps the Golden State Warriors biggest threat in the Western Conference this season is the Houston Rockets who have already locked up the best record in the West and they got themselves a victory over the lowly Suns on Friday night 104-103 to 103. Joe Green with a game winning three pointer at the buzzer. Houston trailed by as many as 21 points in the game. James Harden with 28 points and 10 assists as they pick up their 11th victory Victory in a row. By the way, the Phoenix Suns have not won since February 28th. That's 14 straight L's, meaning they clinched a winless month in the month of March. Elsewhere, the 76ers pick up their ninth consecutive victory. They beat the Hawks 101 to 91. Ben Simmons with 13 points, 12 boards, and 11 assists his 11th triple-double of the season. Bucks beat the Lakers in overtime. Blazers with a 105-96 victory over the Clippers. Portland with have won three of their last four games. The Nuggets with an overtime victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder, 126-125, as Paul Millsup had 36 points. OKC has now lost four of their last five games. In Major League Baseball late games, Joe Panic for the second day in a row with a solo home run off of the Dodgers. They get a 1-0 victory, they being the Giants, over the Dodgers in Los Angeles. Johnny Cueto actually had a perfect game going through seven innings. He gave up just one hit, no runs. Alex Wood matched him with the Dodgers, won eight innings of one-hit baseball. Johnny Cueto uh, does not does end up getting uh, the victory there for the Giants. The Angels get a 2-1 to victory over the A's as Mike Trout had a solo home run. Wins for the Diamondbacks, Rangers and Phillies and some love for the ladies and college troops. Notre Dame with a 91-89 to victory over over previously undefeated UConn in overtime. They advance to the national championship game to take on Mississippi State on Sunday. Jonas?
2: Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I want to apologize to all of our affiliates here at Fox Sports Radio uh, for Sam's error during Kevin Figures' mm-hmm. update there. Uh, Sam made an error during the update, uh, so I just want to apologize. Just as Sam, long as you you know, acknowledge we, uh, that you, we, we you won't have happen, a frog in your throat. And you, we won't happen, uh, it won't happen caught, again. Well, it won't happen in your again. There. So Sam is, uh, has been struggling I'm on a uh, multi-day sure bender gotta, here at Fox Sports Radio. Cough and so uh cough And so Sam, uh, Iowa Sam, sure. went ahead and, uh, and butchered Kevin Figures' update. And for some reason, the update music is still playing
1: which is very bizarre. Instant so, shot or whatever it is. Yeah, I
2: don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out too, Bill. Somebody on Twitter writes in, there was a song about uh, years ago by Peggy Lee. And it's, uh, it's called, Is That All There Is? Fits Kevin Durant perfectly. Now, I'm se- I'm serious about this. I-, I really think Kevin Durant is trying to figure out why he's not fulfilled.
4: It's too soon, bro.
2: No, listen, it's not, man. It's been months. We can talk about it. Like, I really think that he is looking around going, man, I just thought there'd be more to it than this. Like, I, I really thought there'd be more. To- like, guys know this. A like, I can speak to it as a guy, all right? Guys know this. You ever seen, and this is because a lot of us are meatheads, so we just are only thinking about what's on the outside and not thinking about what it's like, you know, on the inside. You ever seen where, uh, like, or you've talked to a buddy or you find out somebody breaks up and you're a guy and you hear, hey, so and so broke up. And your first reaction is, why would he break up with her? She's so hot. God, she's so hot. You know who else thought that same thing? The guy who just broke up with her. But sometimes, the idea of something is far greater than what the actual something is. Okay, like like you know she she may be really attractive on the outside, but you guys get together, you start hanging out, the chemistry's not there, and then you just don't really get along, and you, and things are kind of button heads, and it's not really working. I think that's what's happened. With Kevin Durant I think that he really really wanted this thing he had to have this one thing that was his pursuit like he had to have that one thing and then he got it and I think he just misinterpreted what it is that he really wanted I think it was the pursuit that was more addicting in the actual getting the title winning the championship so I, I I just when people are asking what's wrong with him he seems so much angrier or something no, I, I don't think I don't think there's I don't think he's a jerk I like Kevin Durant a lot I don't think he's a jerk uh he's a little insecure but I think every player is to a certain extent. Uh, I think every every person is to a certain extent. I just think that that he's tr- he's still trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. And he'll never say that out loud. He'll probably never acknowledge that. But I think in a private moment he's probably asked himself, "Man, like, I just thought there'd be more to it than this." All right? Like I just thought there would be more to it than than just winning a title and and this is what comes with it. Like you know, there's no riding off into the sunset. You just repeat and do it all over again. Some guys are good with it; they're they're happy doing that. And other players, after a while, are like, "No, nah, no, nah, I want something more," and they go pursue something else. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we're all so we're talking about this: uh, the NFL making these rule changes. So Mike Pereira, VP of NFL officials, comes out on Friday and he said the new lowering the helmet rule that uh, that lowering the helmet. Is uh, going to be impossible to officiate, right? He says it's it's it. You know, there's going to be they're going to slow it down, possible ejections, all this stuff is going to be impossible to officiate. And Mike Prairie even alludes to. I think there's going to be an overreaction to a lot of this stuff, and I agree. Sometimes we you know we think something's a bigger deal, and then we kind of get into the mix of it all, and, and things are fine. Um, here's the one thing that I did notice, though. All right, so they come out with this catch rule. All right, so they, they think they have, they have solved the issue. The NFL has solved the problem. All right, We now know what a catch is. We have finally figured out what a catch is. All right, Let me tell you what I think of the catch rule. I'm sick and tired of the catch rule. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it being a discussion. I'm tired of it showing up all the time. I'm tired of it being visited, revisited, uh, take away the revisit, and visit it twice. I'm sick of it all. Tired of it. Like, when's the last time you got an instruction manual that didn't have pictures attached to it? Somebody tell me, when's the last time you got an instruction manual to put together a coffee table or an ottoman or whatever the hell else it is that didn't have pictures attached to it? Last time I put something together it was like this coffee table ottoman that opened up to where it turned into like a desk. And... There wasn't just, like, these written instructions about how to do it. They showed you actual pictures. So the reason I bring this up, if you're the NFL, stop telling me with a bunch of verbiage and a bunch of different words and a bunch of things written down or put together by typewriter what a catch is. Show me some effing pictures. Like, in this day and age of everybody's got a YouTube Everybody's got an Instagram, an Instagram story, a snap face, uh, a, a, a face crotch. All these other these other websites where everything's about, about technology and Periscope and video and this and that. And the NFL is still putting things together with a word processor. Here's a catch. No, no. Show me what a catch is. Give me some pictures. Like... T- but get somebody together. Roger Goodell's got the time during his busy day as NFL commissioner to run a forty-yard dash in his Dockers and his J.C. Penny uh, shirt in the NFL offices, whizzing by cubicles to see how fast he runs a forty-yard dash. Why doesn't somebody have Roger Goodell perform an actual catch? This is what we mean by a catch. This is what the somebody put this together. For for the love of Christ, I, I don't I don't know why they make it so difficult. <laughs> just just we don't need the inter. Just give us the pictures. Show us a, show us something in the last couple of years. Show us something that was considered incomplete or not a catch that would now be considered a catch. So I have something to reference here. So I have something to look at. And give us something a little bit better than that.
1: I'm not on Snapface and all that.
2: I'm not either, Bill. And if, apparently, the NFL's not. And it's frustrating.
1: Instant chat or whatever.
2: But I it. agreed. I'm annoyed, Bill. Any other thoughts?
1: It's already been addressed. All
2: right. What, well, what you, do you think? Well, I, I, I'll get to it later on. 877-99-ON-FOX, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-996-6369. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, we are going to say something, or I'm going to say something, that I think is going to, uh, that could get me fired. Right, I'm going to say something that I think might get me fired, but I'm willing to do it because somebody has got to speak honestly. Somebody's got to be open about it. Somebody's got to speak the truth. I will do that, and I'll do it for you next. This is Knox time, right here. You're fired, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So we are. uh, I'm going to get to something here that could get me fired. Uh oh! I'm gonna do that here. Coming up in a couple of minutes. All right. I got it. Somebody's got to be honest about it. Nobody's willing to be honest about it, but but I will. So we're gonna get to that uh, here. Coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, also, a uh, little known fact. I don't know if anybody else was aware of this, but the L.A. Dodgers, and I know many uh, listening on our great affiliate AM 570 L.A. Sports, the L.A. Dodgers have not
0: scored
2: since November 1st.
0: No! God, please, no! 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 Now,
2: Kevin Figures, uh, our national update anchor, he is uh, one of the many voices of AM570 LA Sports, our great affiliate here in Los Angeles. Uh, has the panic already set in at AM570 LA Sports, the home of the Dodgers? We're at DEFCON 4. Uh, shut it down, man. The season is over. Yeah. They're going
3: and 0- 162 uh, uh, the playoffs are are distant past. The World Series is not going to happen. Uh, trade everybody. Um, you know, dogs and cats living together. Yeah. Mass hysteria. One run in five months.
2: Yeah, so it's a long. <laughs> that's a long drought there, Jonas. <laughs> that's a long time, man. Oh man. Well, whatever. I mean, it's long season. Come on. Yeah, not everybody I, panic out there. It's gonna be all right. Oh, I see what you did there. Not everybody panic. And oh, only yeah, two runs panic they, they oh yeah, right. Joe yeah, panic. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was unintentional. Twice. That was unintentional. Oh. So I I know there might be some Dodger fans that are listening. Uh, look, it's it's a it's a very long season. Uh, you're gonna have a little rust. A short off season. It's gonna take a little time to to get the groove together. But uh, but you would think you know more than one run in five months. I don't think that's too much to ask. So hopefully they'll turn it around.
3: Uh, I think they'll be okay, Jonas. I think they'll figure it out. I do too. They have 160 more to try to figure things out. I think now. Be
2: right. Now, if they, what time is uh, is uh, game time for the Dodgers on Saturday? I believe it's
3: at six o'clock on uh, Saturday.
2: Now, if they do not score tomorrow or later on on Saturday, mm-hmm. then we got ourselves a little bit of a pattern. We right? do, but but the good thing is, is that will make it an even. Let's see, one, two, three, four, three, four. yeah, an even five months. That'll be an even five months since they've scored. If my math is correct, okay. so so at least uh, you won't have to round up anymore. It'll be an actual five months since the Dodgers have scored. So yeah, nice, nice, easy math. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, I do need to uh, to get to this. So you guys remember uh, how last year everyone was really, really sick of Lavar Ball? They were tired of him. Uh, He was always being interviewed. And it's like, God, focus on the players, man. Why do you keep shoving a mic in this guy's face? Just you keep focusing on on LeVar Ball. What about the players? What about everybody on the court? Like, this is ridiculous. It should be about the players, not not, not the guy watching. Then what the F is Sister Jean? Like, is anybody else sick of this story? Am I the only one? Am I the only one going to be honest about it? I'm tired of it. And it's nothing to get Sister Jean. Seems like a wonderful woman. But what's the difference between her and LeVar Ball? She's not slinging uh, sneakers?
0: Big Ball is chicken. Big Ball is barbecue.
2: Yeah, let's hear more from uh, Sister Jean. Jean, your thoughts on the Final Four this weekend? I'm out! (laughs) Just like, I don't know. Big Ball is chicken. Yeah. I just, uh, just like how many? Like they're doing a press conference. Like half the room, or like the, it's an entire full press conference. They go over to the actual player on the court. He's got two people there. <laughs> like, like what? What are we doing here? How much more could we? Could we just drive this story into the ground? Just drive it into the ground. How much more? Whatever. That's a, a legitimate poll question we could ask. More. More, if we more. did if we did a poll question, who are you more sick of, Lavar Ball or Sister Jean? How many people would actually be honest? All right, because I think this is what I think. I think she has struck fear in people out there. They don't want to actually say that they're tired of hearing about the story. It's a great story, but it's kind of run its course. They don't want to say that because they feel like they're doing something wrong. You're not. You're not doing something wrong. Listen. U2 is considered to be a great band. You want to listen to them over and over and over and over and over again? Probably not.
1: Nope. Let's go live to
2: our Sister Jean insider, Iowa Sam. Sam?
1: My only thing about it is that when they interview her, please just put the microphone a little closer her to her face. She's already old enough where her, va- her voice is kind of faint. <laughs> they need to, like, because I hear her quoted and she could barely hear her. Like they're afraid that like she's so holy that like you can't get a microphone close enough to her, like that she'll uh, you know bite it off or something.
2: Yeah, I I just I think it's I think it's run its course. I think it's it's uh, we've we've done as much as we could possibly do with Sister Jean. I think uh, we can all sort of kind of steer away from that. Uh, Like she's approaching Laval Bar, he's I'm serious Lavar Ball territory. Sister Jean is fast approaching that, and uh, and I don't want to see that happen. Right? I don't I don't want people to, to all of a sudden be complaining about Sister Jean. Uh, I don't want her, uh, people mocking the, uh, the, the shoe company that she starts and the sneakers she produces. I don't want that. So I would like for let's just dial it back on the Sister Jean coverage as we continue to spend more than five minutes talking about Sister Jean while complaining about the coverage. Uh, I'm also torn uh, with something here uh, in the NCAA with the Final Four coming up. So uh, our own Iowa Sam is in a Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge, and he is competing, and it's you and Ryan Dennis who has been yeah. a fill-in producer here at uh, during the show, and Ryan's sure. a great guy. I know Ryan, and uh, and I'm torn because it's down to you two, and I don't know who I want to win the Bracket Challenge, because right? Ryan's such a good guy, and then Sam's been on the show for so long. Sam, this is your opportunity. You can sell me on this. Should Who should I cheer for?
1: Uh, you should cheer for me. Okay. to win the tv uh yeah. simply because i'll probably win the tv yeah but i, I don't know though because villanova i think they're going to win it all and if they win it all ryan dennis gets the tv yeah
2: you know after a careful examination i think i have made my decision and um yeah f you ryan dennis iowa sam all the way baby so what would you really do if you won Mega Millions? All right. Mega Millions is up at like over $500 million. I don't know if somebody actually won on a Friday night. I don't know if it's now uh, back down to whatever the, the lowest total it can be is. But uh, Mega Millions was well over $500 million. All right? $500 million. So what would you do if you actually won? Because I think that's where somebody in sports finds themselves at a crossroads. And I'll explain who that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are listening right now. We appreciate you doing so. As we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So we were talking about... Um, so the... Uh, the- this big story that was going on over the last 24 hours is sort of this analyzing the mental approach and what's going on psychologically with Kevin Durant. There's gotta be, there's gotta be something going on with Kevin Durant. You know, he's so much more angry, so much more uh, agitated. And, and it seems like there's something up with KD and look, Nobody knows who this guy is. nobody I, like like we're all just kind of taking our best guess, but I really think, and I was talking about this earlier that what I think he's dealing with is I think he thought that once he won a title, that it would be this big relief, this big satisfaction just to know that the one thing that had been escaping you for all these years you finally got, and as it turns out, no actually isn't how this works. Um, He's still searching for something else. He's still searching for something more. And I think he's at the point to where he's just kind of frustrated maybe a little bit, or he's just kind of confused because he had, he had thought all these years and all this time in the NBA, he had to win a title. He had to win a championship. That was the only thing left for him to do. And then once he did it, he was like, Oh, this is that it? Is that, is that all there is? You know, like I I just, I, I thought that there would be, there would be more to it than that. You know, and I I think that he's struggling to find what, you know, what he, like, fulfillment. Like, he's really trying, he's struggling to find what it is that makes him feel like he has arrived or he's accomplished what he set out to do. And it kind of ties into the Mega Millions. Like, we've all done this before, where we'll say, you know, if you won the lottery, what would you do? Right? Like, Like, what would you do if you won the lottery? Right. Mega millions is well over $500 million. If you found out that you won the mega millions on a Friday or whatever the hell it's drawn on, on Friday, Saturday, whatever, and you found out that you won mega millions, what would you do with the money? What would you actually do? A lot of people say the same thing I'd retire, buy a house, travel. Like you just start thinking about all these crazy, crazy expenses. But after the hysteria and the pandemonium and the excitement wears off, what do you really do? Like, you know what I'd do? I'd come to work and I'd keep doing the show. I really would. Like, I would, I would still do the show. And I would still put the work in. And I would still come here on weekend overnights and I would still do it because I really enjoy it. And I think in just kind of going over this thought and kind of putting the show together beforehand and kind of doing show prep, I was thinking, you know, what do I really love most about the show? And the show's the easy part. The challenge is putting together the whole show, taking a blank canvas, putting together this the ideas, transitions, all these different things I love the grind I love the process of it all it's fun you' you're creating it it's hard like it, it I, I like the challenge of that so if I won mega millions it may seem really really cool to have all that money and all this but are you totally fulfilled are you really truly happy because I know me I would still be coming into work that's just how I operate like there's a lot of miserable millionaires out there a lot of them. There's a lot of people out there who have got a lot of money, who have got all the cash in the world, they've got a bunch of houses, a bunch of cars, a bunch of vacations, have been all over the world, and deep down, they're still not happy. Because they they thought that if they had all of this, it would give them that, and it just doesn't work out that way. And I think that's what Kevin Durant's dealing with. I think he's dealing with the idea of what he has been pursuing all these years actually as it turns out isn't really what he wanted. Like it it, it it's actually not even close to what he wanted. Um it's not even close to what's going to make him happy. And I think that's kind of what you've seen. He's kind of acted out in that regard and and hey, you know, like it's just it, it, now I'm kind of searching for something else. And it's a normal thing. Like I told, I was saying last hour, Aaron Rodgers talked about it in, in an article that came out from Mina Kimes of ESPN last year where Aaron Rodgers said after he won the Super Bowl, he was looking around going, there's got to be more to it than this. Like, this is it? That's just, it, it's just over? Like, that's, like yeah. I mean, you don't really change. Like, you as fans know this. When your team wins a championship, you're happy, right? You're thrilled your team won a championship. Think about the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagle fans. For years and years and years and years, you watched the Dallas Cowboys win Super Bowls. You watched the New York Giants win Super Bowls. You watched the Washington Redskins win Super Bowls for years. Even in your own state, you saw the Pittsburgh Steelers win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. And you always wondered, man, what if we ever won a Super Bowl? And then you got your chance with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens and the rest of those guys. And you got close, and then you lost. And you never got back there. And you were probably thinking to yourself, man, I just want to see it. You know, when our team wins a Super Bowl, man, what is it going to be like? And I can almost guarantee you, deep down, what every single Eagle fan is thinking right now. And every, every fan listening to this right now, whose team finally won a Super Bowl or a World Championship, if you're a Cub fan, whoever, finally, they get to that point and they win it all. I guarantee you, every one of you went through this same thing. Super stoked, super happy, watch the parade, watch all the post-game interviews, and then two days later, guess what? You're still at work, you still got the same problems, you still got the same issues with your car, you still got the same family problems, and you're still trying to figure out what you're going to do down the road, whether it's career-wise, family-wise, or money-wise. Same thing, you still got the same problems. So it's like you wanted this thing. It was so cool, and you're crying, and you're in the streets, and some of you are eating horse crap off the streets, and that's fine and all dandy, and that's cool. But the reality is, after the Super Bowl was over, a lot of you still had to go to work the next day, and a lot of you still carried on with your lives. It didn't change you at all. But leading up into that point, that was all you really thought about. Man, i gotta win a suit. got to see the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Got to see the Cubs win a World Series. I'm telling you, there are people in their 70s, people in their 80s, probably 79, 80 years old, waited their whole lives to see the Cubs win the World Series. The Cubs finally won the World Series. They were happy. And guess what happened when they woke up the next morning? They were still 79 or 80 years old. It's no difference, man. Like a lot of times we make these things out to be so much bigger than they really are. We make them out to be just these crazy, crazy dreams of ours. And you finally get them and you realize, Oh, it's not that. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, well, okay, whatever. I mean, that's cool. But now, now, now what do we do now? What's next? And I just think that Kevin Durant's in that same mold. I think in his mind, he's still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Like, like, is this, this really what I wanted or what am I doing here? Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And uh, you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Also, uh, I was saying, and I don't know um, if anybody else had uh, spoken out on this. I'm sick of Sister Jean... Sick of the story. Nothing against her. No, it's, it's nothing against Sister Jean. She seems like a really sweet lady. And, oh, and I, dare you? Listen, I have got a lot of family in Illinois. Chicago is my favorite city in the world. Love Chicago. Try and go there as often as humanly possible. Uh, I, I grew up, was born and raised in L.A., and I know downtown Chicago better than I know downtown L.A. So I love Chicago. It's nothing against Chicago or Sister Jean. But I think we can go ahead and wrap up the coverage of Sister Jean. I think we can stop it. Let's go ahead and let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move away. We've got enough. That it is, it is enough. But here's the problem. like Everybody thinks if you're being critical of Sister Jean that there's going to be some lightning bolt that comes down from the sky or you're going to get in trouble. There's nothing wrong with being honest. You're not, you're not disparaging her. You're just saying the coverage is enough. I will say this, though. If Loyal Chicago wins later on and the cover- they double down on their coverage... I'm going to smash her before the end of the weekend. I got a couple more shows coming up. I, I will turn heel in a heartbeat on Sister Jean. I have no <sighs> issue with it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I will do that. It's ba- basically LeVar Ball, except if she doesn't, uh, her shoes aren't falling apart. That's really what it is. I'm not kidding. Her shoes were falling apart. People thought she was LeVar Ball. In fact, we actually have Sister Jean with us here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Sister Jean, your thoughts? Big ball is Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369 You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up next, there is uh, all right. So one of the more controversial athletes in the world of football. All right, one of the more controversial athletes in the world of football. All right, he likes us. All right. He likes us. I have got proof. Find out what I mean next here on FSR.
0: Big Ballers Barbecue. I'm out.
2: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So uh, there's a story out of the world of football that I think uh, it's good news for us because somebody likes us. I think. Now I don't have total confirmation, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of use an educated guess here and say that they are big fans of us. Very controversial athlete in the world of football. So we will get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes on Fox Sports Radio. Also, if you want in on the hottest game show on Sports Talk Radio every Saturday morning, 877-99 on Fox is the number to be a part of it. We are going to play Guess that garbage. It is all NFL trivia, basic NFL trivia. The reason why the game is fun, and the reason why the game is fun, not only for the people who call in, and not only for us as a show, but for the listeners who don't call in or can't call in, because you are wildly entertained by some of the worst answers ever given during a sports radio game, right? Because this is basic NFL trivia, stuff all that's happened, uh, all relating to things that have happened within the last week in the NFL. And I don't know if it's the bright lights or the big stage or whatever the case may be, but you guys get on the air and you're not very good at this. Very few winning weeks uh, for people in Guess That Garbage. So if you want to be a part of it, if you think you got the balls, if you think you got the guts, Or as the great Andy Furman says, if you think you got the hangy downs, 877-99 on Fox is the number to call, 877-996-6369, 877-996-6369. Guess that garbage. Coming up uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Guy tweets in and says, uh, surprised this walking metrosexual twerp pissant Jonas Knox showed up to do the show after that choke job by your hero Gino Ariema and your Yukon women nice one by your squad weasel right now majority of that is false okay like that is a complete lie metrosexual twerp pissant I'm not a twerp. Also, uh, we will be breaking down the entire uh, women's tournament uh, coming up uh, on our Blockbuster exclusive NCAA Women's uh, Tournament uh, recap show. That'll be coming up on March 33rd. Huh? so uh somebody in sports uh really I, I'm, I'm look I'm gonna jump to conclusions here because that's what we're gonna do why not it's the middle of the night many of you jump to conclusions uh, that's why you think it's a good idea to have that third shot in a row and next thing you know you're throwing up all over your lap trying to figure out who spilled food on you you know you are but uh, I'm gonna nice jump you have yeah, to trust me you get mine uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump to conclusions on something here all right now Baker mayfield. Right. Very talked about player, Baker Mayfield. Very controversial. So Baker Mayfield um, is going to be one of the first two to three to four quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft. Now, some people have projected, and as the draft gets closer, we are going to go heavy into the NFL draft. I love the NFL draft, love the covers of all of it. So Baker Mayfield is um, projected top 10, possible top 3 pick. There are some some people that say Baker Mayfield might go number 3 to the Jets. That he's that well thought of by a lot of people in the NFL. And um, reportedly, and this according to SI, Baker Mayfield reportedly keeps a list of media members who have crossed a line and he stores screenshots of offending tweets in his phone. Get this all straight again. He has a list. Okay? Not to Arya Stark off Game of Thrones and people she's going to shank to death. Not to Chris Jericho who's got the list of Jericho. Baker Mayfield's got his own list and it's media members who have wronged him and he's got screenshots of offending tweets in his phone. But... He says the criticism doesn't really bother him all that much.
4: Crazy. All right.
2: I got news for you, okay? If you keep a picture of your ex in your phone because you think they look fat in it, guess what? You're probably not over your ex, right? I know what you're trying to do, but it probably means you're not over your ex. Like, hey, man, where'd you go earlier? Uh, I drove by Michelle's house. Dude, you guys broke up months ago, man. You you, you can't be doing that. Oh, dude, don't, don't worry about it. It's a, I didn't go inside. Uh, I just, I drove by and I threw a brick at her dog. But I'm totally over. Yeah, man, it does, doesn't really work that way. No, like, the like, that's it, not how it works. All right, so we're going to ignore Baker Mayfield, uh, the contradiction there that he doesn't really care, the criticism doesn't bother him, but he keeps all of it at his phone. We're going to ignore all of that. All right, we're going to, we're going to let all that slide because we could do a whole segment on that alone. Okay, very very contradicting statement by Baker Mayfield in saying I don't care what anybody says about me, but hey, come look at my phone, there's a list of media members who have wronged me and I've got screenshots of texted people saying mean things about me, all right? We're going to ignore all that. Let's focus on the good news, all right? You know who's not on that list? Us. Yours truly. This show. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because we defended him. At his lowest moments, we defended him. Alright? We we defended Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I stood up for the guy. I have backed him through every transgression, transgression of his career so far. Every transgression of his career, I have backed Baker Mayfield. To a certain extent. Now... Does it mean we didn't poke a little bit of fun at the Arkansas police story? Yeah, of course, but that's just funny, and that's funny because in this time slot, that's a relatable moment that many people can kind of rally around. You got to know your audience. You hear that from program directors. They tell you in radio, you got to know your audience. Like you got to know your audience. So when I hear that a potential Heisman Trophy winner runs from cops ah! and gets tackled and has food all over his shirt. I mean, come on, how do we not touch on that story? So we touched on that story several hundred times, but we're willing to move on from that, and we did. I defended Baker Mayfield when he stuck the flag in the 50-yard line at the horseshoe. I defended Baker Mayfield when he told one player that I think you forgot who Daddy was. I'm going to remind you who Daddy was. I defended Baker Mayfield when he grabbed his crotch and yelled, bleep you on television because I think it's more offensive that a player refused to shake his hand than Baker Mayfield grabbing his crotch. So we can sit here and we can focus on the contradictory statement of Baker Mayfield saying, hey, I'm totally over my ex. All right, Then why are you hiding in her bushes right now? Probably should have used a different term there, but you know what I mean. I'm totally over my ex. <sighs> yeah, Why do you keep going into her backyard and, uh, and smelling the dirt to make sure there's no fresh footprints in there? But never mind that. We're going to ignore all of that stuff and Baker Mayfield's contradictions of his comments and media members and all that and focus on the positive. We're not going to be on that list because we defended him. We defended Baker Mayfield on this show, and we did it for months, all right? We did it for months, and it was for a reason, so that he could never be a guest on this show because he has no idea about this show. He doesn't know we exist. But the point being... While the rest of you were throwing this guy under the bus, we were the ones supporting him. Right? We we took the noble cause to support Baker Mayfield. Not very popular. A lot of people wanted us to pile on the guy. We refused to do it. Now, if he turns out to be a bust in the NFL, we'll delete this entire segment. Never happened. Never happened. What are the chances we can get uh, uh, Bill Belichick? Uh, let's ask an NFL head coach, a guy who's got uh, some say and some pull within the league and league matters, a bell check. I know you guys are probably not going to be drafting him, but what are the odds that Baker Mayfield makes an appearance on this show within the next year? I don't know. Right. Try it one more time, Bill. What are the odds Baker Mayfield makes an appearance on this show sometime within the next year?
1: It's already been addressed. Right.
2: Well, what next time address it on the air? 877 okay enough 87799 on Fox the phone number 8779966369 Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios up next it's the hottest game show every Saturday morning i i mean we're talking we got a thousand phone lines if you guys think i'm lying about the popularity of this show 877-996-6369 877-996-6369 Call right now, you're going to get a busy signal That's a thousand phone lines Everybody wants in on the hottest game show going Find out what we're talking about next But for all the latest from around the world of sports Kevin Figures
3: Alright, Jonas and Sooner fans who are also fans of the Oklahoma City Thunder were not too pleased on Friday night Because they lost their fourth in their last five games in overtime, no less, this night, 126-125 to 125 was the final score. Paul Millsap with the season high, 36 points for the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic with 23 points and 16 boards. Russell Westbrook did have 33 points, 9 boards, and 13 assists in the loss. Elsewhere, the Jazz got a victory over the Grizzlies, 107-97, to 97, as they occupy one of the final playoff spots in the Western Conference. Blazers in the three-seed right now in the Western Conference. They have a 105 to 96 victory over the L.A. Clippers, Bucks with a victory over the Lakers in overtime in Los Angeles. Rockets get a buzzer beater victory over the Suns, 104 to 103. Gerald Green hitting the game winner there. 11 straight victories there for H Town. Cavaliers have won seven of their last eight. They defeat the Pelicans, 107 to 102 in Cleveland. And the 76ers get their ninth ninth straight victory. They win in Atlanta, 101 to 91. Ben Simmons with his 11th triple double of the season. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the Major League Baseball on Friday night, the Giants defeat the Dodgers for the second consecutive day by the final score of 1 to nothing. Joe Panic with a solo home run off of Kenley Jansen to lead off the ninth inning. For the victory for San Francisco. The Angels get a victory over the A's in Oakland. Mike Trout with his first home run of the season. The Brewers with a victory over the Padres in San Diego, 8-6, as Ryan Braun hit a three-run home run in the top of the ninth inning to lead the Brew Crew to victory there. D-backs get a 9-8 victory over the Rock- uh, Rockies. Wins for the Rangers, Phillies, and Red Sox. And in college troops, women's college troops, Notre Dame with a victory over previously unbeaten UConn in overtime. They will take on Mississippi State, who defeated Louisville in overtime. So you have the Irish taking on Mississippi State on Sunday for the national championship. Back to Jonas Knox.
2: Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, We'll get to a guess that garbage here coming up in just a second. Guy tweets in and says, so if Michigan wins, the water will still be bad the next day? Huh? Listen, I I don't I don't write this stuff, all right? But I if some well, you know, the water and flint and uh, that whole uh yeah. Listen, I don't uh I don't I don't write this stuff, all right? I just uh I, if it's pertinent to a big sporting event, I mean, I've got to say what uh what is being spoken about. So, that's all.
4: He's a jackass.
2: It's not it's not my um I, I didn't come up with it. Man, that
1: is that is rough. That is.
2: It's just college basketball, man. We gotta, like. I mean, geez. All right, uh, let's be professional
0: broadcasters and do this. Oh, my God. What the hell is that smell? These two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stunk. He stinks. This stinks. He stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that? It's Guess That Garbage.
2: Yeah, it is that time. Every single week we play Guess That Garbage. We go around the country, around the world, and we test your basic NFL trivia knowledge. This is easy stuff. Shouldn't be too complicated. All relatable to things that have gone on in sports within the last week, specifically in the NFL. But for some reason, you guys struggle on the big stage. Let's go ahead and get us started. All right, uh, let's get it started. Let's go. Let's stay. Let's keep it at home. Let's go to uh, Simon, who is in Los Angeles, listening on the Great AM five seventy LA Sports. Simon, what's going on, man?
4: Hey, Jonas, I'm good, man. I got a quick question for you about yeah. Brian no. Uh
2: About Brian so, No?
4: Yeah, so Brian No when he he covered for you a couple of months ago, and he was talking smack about your Twitter handle. He's like, it can't be the Jonas Knox. That's only for Ohio State University. Oh. So I want I want to know where we're gonna get the. Uh, Get the match you know a three round two minute boxing match
2: uh between who hmm. be, be, three between who man you and Brian no oh t- come on uh, you think you think I'm gonna break a nail on, on on Brian no please like I, I, get, uh, I get I get Manny Petties twice a week. I'm not I'm not getting into any physical altercations.
4: Well, I I know you know the boxing game, so he's not um, going to be able to handle yourself. No, listen, that's
2: that's uh, that's listen, that's that's family stuff. Uh, I, I I do not uh, I like Brian. No, we don't need any network feuds here. Not not trying to do all that.
4: You know. All right. Well, I, this, I don't, don't know why he's got a problem with the V, though. I didn't understand that, but anyway. I uh, no, listen! I got
2: a problem with it too. I wish it wasn't there. But uh I, I can't get into my other one. I had jo- at Jonas Knox, but I'm not unable to get into that. So please somebody talk to Twitter. I don't want the dumb blue check mark. I just want my damn Twitter handle back. That's all. All right, but. fair enough. Fair all enough. right, uh, so what's going on, man? Uh, you are now were you at the Dodger game? How many runs they score?
4: Uh I don't think they've scored uh, uh but since when since november yeah no,
2: november first november first but, right. don't, but don't worry about it it's early uh,
4: all right no, so, it's, it's already doom and gloom here
2: everyone's uh, writing them off no, don't come on at least you got the uh, laker playoff run to worry about oof yeah
4: exactly right.
2: right all right so simon is in los angeles here at fox sports radio uh simon here's the question for you so you know that indomitian sioux has signed with the rams you are aware of that correct
4: I heard
2: something about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's in town, man. So Indomitian Sioux is with the L.A. Rams. Let me ask you this: Where did Indomitian Sioux play college ball?
4: Okay. Uh, do I get a multiple choice here?
2: No, just uh just straight up.
4: Uh, crap! I did, I know it's is it Oklahoma?
2: Not bad, but uh, that is incorrect. Nebraska would be the correct answer. Yes, he's a Nebraska Cornhusker. Uh, and Dominican Sioux Just trying to set up a fight Between me and Brian No Gee, Br- No lives in Nashville I'm in LA Smorgasbord of ball <laughs> 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 You guys
1: are a-holes man
2: Nick is in Kansas City Listening on Fox Sports Radio Nick what's happening Hey not a whole lot man How's it going uh, Going man What do you got going on In Kansas
4: City I got off work, um, hanging out, all smoking, right. joking. I definitely had a few brews.
2: All right. Now, where do you work, Nick?
4: Uh, the Postal Service.
2: All right. So you get done with uh, what time your shift? Because right now I'm looking at, so it's after 3.30 in the morning in Kansas City. So what is your work? So you get off work at what time? And then how soon after you get off work are you cranking that first beer?
4: Uh, Like in the parking lot. Okay. Uh, so you don't even, know. Right,
2: that's... That is good. Yeah. Um, all right, so so now you get off work at what time on a Friday night?
4: Two uh, well, so thirty. So, yeah, three thirty. All right,
2: so you've been 3:30. So you've been off for an hour, or did you just get off work?
4: No, nah, I just got off work. And you've already
2: had how many beers?
4: Uh, enough. All right, let's. It's uh, not a. Uh, Indict me on the,
2: uh, hey. on the, yeah, as, hey, as long as we're not uh, drinking and driving, then then we're we're all right, man, and and I don't don't confirm nor deny either of those. We don't want to start any problems here, but uh, let's just play it safe. Not. All right, so Nick is in Kansas City, uh, listening on trivia. Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. So now, Nick, you know, um, you know about the Odell Beckham drama with the Giants, a lot yeah, lot of, a of, of not stuff. Them. Oh yeah, he might uh, might get traded. All this stuff going on. So let me ask you this. Before Odell Beckham, who was the last Giants wide receiver to make a Pro Bowl? Now, I have multiple choice. Listen to all the options before you make your choice, all right? Okay. All right, so here we are. Multiple choice. Last Giants wide receiver to make a Pro Bowl. Was it Plaxico Burris, Steve Smith, Victor Cruz, Mario Manningham, or Mario Brothers?
4: it uh, got to be the first one.
2: Who? You're going with Plaxico Burris?
4: Yeah, that's got to be it. Oof. That's got to be it.
2: That is incorrect. I know that is incorrect. Uh, the correct answer would be Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. Also, now David Harris made it, but that was more as a returner, so I don't really count that. Uh, but Victor Cruz back in 2012. So there's that. Thomas is in Washington listening on Fox Sports Radio. Thomas, what's happening?
4: Hello, Jonas.
2: What do you got going on, Tom?
4: Well, tonight I'm drinking a few Miller Lights, um, snorting a little cocaine, and uh, reading the wild gospel, waiting on the triumphant return of Jesus Christ.
2: All right. Uh, Sounds like a uh, pretty slow Friday into a Saturday. Um, Now, did you get off work earlier, or was this just more of a, you know what, I got the day off, let me just go ahead and uh, do everything I possibly can before the world I comes not to an end. I've been
4: off work for about a year and a half now. All right,
2: good for you. You know what, Tom? I'm already a fan of yours. Not so much because of the snow blowing, but just the honesty here on national radio. I'm a big fan of that. Okay. All right, so here we go. Thomas in Washington. Feel free to become a regular, Thomas, if you like. Uh, be- become a regular caller. We need more of you. All right, so here we go. So now, Thomas, uh, you know that the, uh, the NFL's talked and kind of floated this out there. They want to eliminate the kickoff. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now you're an NFL fan, right, Thomas?
4: I like the NFL. Go all right.
2: Seahawks. Y- yeah, you've been off for a year and a half, so you've clearly watched a lot of NFL. So here's my question for you, all right? Seven players in the NFL returned a kickoff for a touchdown last season. Name one of them. Ooh, I am going to go with,
4: Oh man. One of one uh, of them I got,
2: I, one of them plays I, for your favorite team, Thomas.
4: I've got to go with um the Bears.
2: Wow. Hey, Thomas? Lock it. Lock it. Yeah, there he is. Look at him. Look, he worked it out. Correct answer. Yeah. The Bears. You think if we, like, uh, pressed him, if he would know whether or not the first name of uh, Lockett is Tyler? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Pharaoh Cooper, Deion Lewis, Alvin Kamara, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Lockett, Demary Bird, uh, Bobby Rainey Jr. Those were the seven players who returned to kickoff for a touchdown last season. If the NFL gets its way, that'll never happen again. (laughs) That'll never happen again. Let's go ahead and just... Why do we even have a football? Let's stop using football. Let's just use air. Let's uh let's use paper and throw paper around instead of a ball. That'll clear up the catch rule. God, It'll just air, just so dumb, just so over, just such an overreaction. By the way, how about him blowing snow and Miller Lite in the same night? Huh? Snow, Miller Lite, and what do you say? Something about end of days? I coming? have no idea. It, it sounded like uh it's a it, yeah. Of, there's there's yeah. a lot going on there. Um, yeah. that guy's in a teepee somewhere. You with Phil um, Jackson? Yeah, he's got no clothes on. Very, very bizarre behavior in Washington. Uh, Kale is in California listening on Fox Sports Radio. Is this Kale? Do I have the correct pronunciation? Yes, sir. All right, there you go. That's fine to eat. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I know it's fine to eat. I had some earlier. (laughs) uh, Sorry about that. That, uh, uh, Buffalo Grills or whatever that guy's name is uh, had to pop on. What's his name, Sam? Bear Grills. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, Aardvark Grills had to pop on there, Kale. So uh, you just wanted to. All right, so now, Kale, uh, Lamar Jackson... Had a pro day earlier this week. You hear about that? Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this. True or false? No Louisville quarterback has ever made a Pro Bowl.
4: Hmm. i say true.
2: That is incorrect. it's false. False. A uh, couple names that jump out right off the bat. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, also another guy. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Johnny Unitas. Um, uh, was Who? A- Hall of Famer, but uh, but no, that is uh, that is incorrect. Uh, one last one here, David in Los Angeles here on Fox Sports Radio. David, what's happening?
4: What's going on, Jonas?
2: Uh, same old man, just uh, just grinding away, man, doing the heavy lifting for the network here, keeping the uh, lights on during the week here in the uh, middle of the night.
4: That's what we do. Well, love your show, man. Big yeah. fan.
2: Hey, well, I appreciate. It. I'm a big fan of yours.
4: Oh, well, all- thank you.
2: All we do is make money for the network here on weekend overnights.
4: There you go. Make money, money. Damn straight.
2: All right, so here we go. So you know the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell have had this issue, kind of a back and forth. Yes. Since Le'Veon Bell arrived in Pittsburgh, only one other running back has led the Steelers in rushing in a season. Who was it? Now I have your options here. Listen to all the options before you make your guess. Are you ready? Was I'm ready. it Willie Parker, D'Angelo uh-huh. Williams, Rashard Mendenhall? Isaac Redman or Isaac <laughs> Uh
4: Since Le'Veon Bell has joined the Steelers. Yes. Okay, um, I'm gonna. Uh, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to go with D'Angelo Williams. On that
2: that one. is correct. Look at you! I told you I was a fan of yours, David. That is correct. D'Angelo Williams is the correct answer. Uh, and with that, a two and three performance on guess that garbage. Listen, that's not bad. Not bad. It's not good. But it's definitely not bad. So uh, another uh, award-winning edition of uh, Guess That Garbage here on Fox Sports Radio with a guest appearance um, by uh, somebody who uh, uh, may one of uh, David Koresh's leftovers uh, who moved to Washington uh, entertaining himself with Miller Lite and
0: Blow. Isaac Cron.
2: <laughs> Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Up next, the return of one of the all-time greats. Find out what I mean next on FSR. You are oh garbage. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So um It's the return of one of the all-time greats. Been a while. I actually, I mean I don't know. I, I don't check daily, but um but this jumped out to me. So Brent Grimes, who is the uh defensive back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think he just signed a contract extension with uh, Tampa Bay recently. Um, His wife, very outspoken. um, Very, very outspoken. And she was uh, on social media and on Twitter, and she sent the following out on Friday. Nine years ago, me and Brent couldn't even afford a real wedding, so we eloped. No family, only two friends with us at 2 a.m. in Vegas. We now own... No mortgage, almost $7 million in real estate alone. It is indeed a good Friday every Friday around here. Hashtag blessed. So you see that and you go, now that's somebody who's appreciative for what they have and are really grateful and thankful for everything that they are given. You know, But um, we just can't have nice things. Not allowed to have that happen. Especially on social media. Somebody uh, tweeted back and said, funny she says her and Brent, like she had anything to do with it. He made all the money. Now, the woman who just sent out a hashtag saying blessed, you would think, would probably either just uh, block it or deny it or just not even acknowledge what was just sent to her in a tweet. And instead, she followed up with this. Who bleeped his bleep all those nights he cried because he was on the bench? Me. So bleep you saying I didn't do bleep. Bleep, I was getting lockjaw weekly while telling him to be patient. His time was coming, you bleep-ass bleep. Bleep you. More Fox Sports Radio coming up next. You know, I think it's about that time that we start to accept what it is that we've got in sports. I'll explain what I mean by that coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are, we appreciate you being part of the program as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote. So uh we all can acknowledge that fast food's bad for us, right? For the most part. Like we all just sort of understand that that it's not it's not good. I mean, like it's not healthy. Now you can do some things to try and make it a little bit more healthy and you can get creative with some of the ideas and some of the menu, but the fact of the matter is Still not the healthiest thing in the world, but it doesn't mean we stop eating it. Like you can't drive down a highway or drive for more than 25, 30 minutes without seeing a McDonald's. Just that's just the fact. And if McDonald's is really struggling, why are you do you see one every 25, 30 minutes whenever you drive in any direction in this country? And we acknowledge that majority of the menu of McDonald's, not the healthiest thing in the world, right? Now, there's some exceptions. Chad Johnson, Chad Cinco, he eats McDonald's every single day of his life. So he says, and still in great shape and a former athlete and, you know, he's good with it. But for the most of us, it's just not a great idea to, to shovel McDonald's seven days a week, multiple times a day. Not a good idea. Now, out here in Southern California, we got this thing called In-N-Out, and there's some in Arizona, I think there's some in Texas and other parts of the country, but it's mostly a California thing, Southern California. And uh, I remember a couple months back, um, maybe a little more than a couple months back, but I I wanted a burger, and I wanted to go to In-N-Out, hadn't had In-N-Out in a while, but I don't eat bread. Like, I'll have bread one day a week, but I don't eat bread. I, I kind of stick to a paleo diet. It's a, a type of diet. No, no bread, no grain, and all that. And So I'm a pretty healthy eater. And so I went to In-N-Out, and I said, you know what? I'll get a double-double, which is the hamburger there. I'll get a double-double with no bread. It might have been the worst burger I've ever had in my life. It was awful. Terrible. <laughs> And afterwards, I was like, Jesus, man. I This is either just eat the effing burger or don't go there. Go somewhere else. Because the alternative is almost not edible. Like It's not possible to make that good. So why do you even waste your time? And the reason I bring that up is because that's kind of what the NFL is doing with some of these rule changes. The one that that I, I'm struggling to understand is the lowering of the helmet rule. And the reason I bring this up is because Mike Pereira, former VP of Officials, uh, now the NFL rules analyst for Fox, was talking with SiriusXM on Friday. And Mike Pereira said that the lowering of the helmet call is almost an impossible thing for a fish to, uh, to officiate. It's almost impossible to officiate. His words exactly. His direct quote makes it almost impossible to officiate. And it's like the NFL is trying to like maneuver this and and change this up on the menu and move a couple of things over here and remove an ingredient here and take the bun away here. And the fact of the matter is, listen, you either can eat there or you can't. You either want to eat there or you can't. It's a dangerous game. Either you want to play, and you want to be a part of it, and you want your kids to play, or you want to watch it, or you don't. But the NFL keeps trying to remove a bun, or take this out, or put this new thing on the... Just stop. It's a dangerous game. We all acknowledge that. At this point in time, I think everybody is well aware of the dangers in the league, and the dangers of the game and the NFL trying to tweak the way you can tackle and the way you can hit and what gets penalized, the idea that two guys running full speed at each other and a guy goes to make a tackle around a guy's waist, and then at the last second the runner lowers his head, who gets ejected? Like, does a running back, do they both get ejected? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this is what we're talking about here. Like, the NFL's just got to come to terms with the fact that it's really, really good food, it tastes really good, but it's probably not the best thing for you long-term. You know, like, it's probably... Like, stop trying to tweak everything. Stop trying to add these different ingredients and take... Stop! It's a dangerous game. You all know the dangers by now. They even said that that, uh, uh, concussions... Diagnosed concussions that they found that they have gone up. So there's been a rise in diagnosed concussions like 13% from 2016 to 2017. Key word there, diagnosed. It doesn't mean that there are more concussions. It means there's more diagnosed concussions. So is the game really that much more unsafe than it was a year ago? Or are we just more aware of what's happening? I mean, come on. Like, they're even talking about how players are self-reporting more concussions than they were a year before. Like, to me, that's the win. That's the bigger story. Players are more aware, which goes back to my point. We all know the dangers of this now. We see what happens long term. We see what the effects could possibly be down the road, and players are being proactive and saying, hey, I don't feel right. Uh, I think I need to come out. I'm not going to be too proud or too tough of this. I don't feel right. I think I need to be coming out of this game. Like, that's the win. That's a significant part of the story. But instead, no, nah, we want to make it to where it's this, and you got to move around in this, and and if and if a guy leans his head down, nah, that's could be fifteen yards. Stop. It's a dangerous game. It's always been a dangerous game. At this point, everybody should know that and acknowledge it. You're asking officials to like, make a a a decision and a call on a play, and you're asking players to make a decision and a, a move on a play in in a motionless state. You're asking them to be able to determine in full speed how they should tackle and look ahead in time to where that player is going to be. Like, players can't freeze time and then go wrap their arms around somebody and then have their head raised up and then, and then reach around them and hit time in again, and then the play... Is extended and now the official can go. Oh, that's a perfect tackle. How'd you pull that off? Well, it's real easy. I just froze time and then I wrap my arms around the guy and then I hit uh, action and then the play continued. And look, I just happened to be in the right position. Doesn't work that way. It just it just doesn't work that way. And I think that that's what the NFL is trying to have happen. The NFL is trying to make is asking for something that's almost impossible like they're asking for something that that's just not not doable. And so when you hear Mike Pereira come out, he's a former official saying, "Man, this is just crazy." I mean, like like come on, you, like it's almost impossible to officiate. You've got other defensive players who are saying, "What are we doing here?" Like former players going, "What are we doing?" Like wh- why is this, you know, it just come on. It's like I said earlier. The NFL is asking for a motionless reaction and a gameful emotion. It's just not possible. If you're a pitcher, imagine in baseball. I've, I've used this analogy before. In baseball, imagine if the strike zone kept moving around on you. How the hell can you throw strikes if it keeps on moving around? How are you gonna How are you gonna throw strikes? That's what's happening here. The strike zone is moving. All around, and you're asking these players to throw strikes every time. It's just not happening. So now you're gonna you're gonna eject them from a game, give them a 15 yard penalty. I j- I mean, come on, man. At, at at a certain, I understand there's a fear with concussions. I get all that, but it's a dangerous game. Like that, that's just the reality. You either want to eat the fast food, or you don't. You should know at this point what the hell's going on. And I just think the NFL is, is is got it's way overboard with some of the changes, way too much. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, also, uh, quickly, I, I just want to um, just go around the room here, if I could. Uh, We have got uh, Iowa Sam. We've got Mike Mayer, our executive producer. And we have got Kevin Figures. All right. You guys ready? Everybody ready to rock. All right. Can any of you, off the top of your head, name the punter for the New England Patriots or the punter for the Philadelphia Eagles? Mike Mayer. Can you, off the top of your head? I don't know why I know this, Ryan Allen for the Patriots. Okay, very good. Well done. Iowa Sam, off the top of your head.
1: No, I can't think of any. All right.
2: Uh, Kevin Figures. Is Jeff Fiegel still around? Yeah, good. That's very good. He uh, Jeff punting, Fie- yeah, yeah, he yeah. punted for like 45 years. Yeah, I believe uh, yeah, Chris Gardaki is yes. another one from the, uh, the uh, punting legends of the past. Uh, the reason I ask that is majority of people would not be able to tell you who the punter was for the Eagles or the Patriots. And those we can all agree were the two best teams in the NFL last season, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So when I see Raider fans crying because Marquette King got released, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Hold on a second. Like you're you're upset because Marquette King got released? When the last time a punter won a Super Bowl? Like we just the Super Bowl was what, a month and a half ago? We don't even know who the super who the punters were in the Super Bowl. But all of a sudden Marquette King got cut. And it's like, oh my God, what the hell are the Raiders doing? John Gruden's ruining everything. No! Jeez. Sorry, Kev, I know it's a soft spot. I know you're a big Marquette King fan. Uh, but I just I, I couldn't ignore it any longer.
3: I know you say that jokingly, but I kinda was a big fan of his so. <laughs> I love no, I listen,
2: a lot of people were. My brother my brother's a diehard Raider fan. He was like, Wow, I cannot believe they did that. I said, a
3: punter. Yeah, after digesting it a little bit, it's like, well, a punter who picks up penalty flags and yeah. gets his personal foul penalties is like probably not the best thing for, for the team Yeah, in the gonna, direction you're, he's trying to go and, in, and John you're, Gruden.
2: You're going to save a couple million bucks. It's not like they, they cut Derek Carr. Right. Come on.
3: And by the way, I think there was one punt in the Super Bowl as well.
2: Yeah. It was one both teams One <laughs> I punt. I know. So. Like, like on the same week they're talking about eliminating kicks, uh, uh, Raider fans are outraged because uh, an overpaid punter uh, got cut. I, I think it's, they'll survive. Funny. Yeah. Uh, Jonas Knox, okay, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I do want to tell you about Hooters. You have got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings, and with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many at Hooters. Uh, coming up next, so it looks like uh, we were proven correct on this show. We made a bold statement earlier in the show, and it looks like we've been proven correct. Find out what I mean next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So we made a a statement earlier in the show. I was telling you about something earlier in the show, a theory I had, and I think I actually was proven correct. Believe it or not, I got one right. So we will brag here coming up in just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Also, less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have another edition of The Scraps with, uh, with Kevin Figures. Some things around the world of sports we may have missed. And sometimes that tends to go off the rails as well, too. So we'll have that for you less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR. A um, guy tweets in and says, What do you think about asking NFL players to sign a waiver that they understand how dangerous football is and they can't sue after their career? I mean... I like I don't know anything about that. You want to put together a waiver? I don't know what's all entailed in that. I you know I think the NFL is, and the reason we're talking about this is so uh, Mike Pereira came out on Friday and talked about the rule changes has made it impossible to officiate and all that stuff. And the idea is the NFL wants to take care of players, the lowering the helmet rule. And I just think at some point you've got to acknowledge that it's like fast food. If you don't know by now that that's not the best thing for you, I don't know what to do for you. I don't know how many how much more research or examples that you need before you realize probably not the best thing for you. I but it it's pretty good sometimes. It's damn good. The NFL's the same way. At this point we should all know about the risks and the danger involved and that it could have long-standing effects. Like like we're all aware of it now. And it's like the NFL wants to do something to help players. You know, it's like they're looking out for the well-being of the players. And I got to give credit to somebody who called it out and was spot on. Mark Schlereth, Fox Sports Radio NFL contributor, uh, Fox Sports NFL analyst, Fox Sports 1 NFL insider. He's fantastic. And Mark Schlereth was talking on Speak for Yourself earlier this week, and Schlereth nailed it. And he said, listen, you want, to look, you want to show everybody that you care about the well-being of players? You want to show everybody that you're here for the players and you're trying to help them? Why don't you help the retired players more? Why don't you help the guys who didn't have all this research and all of this knowledge before they started banging their heads together for 20 years and are dealing with those issues? I, 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 like, We don't need any more... Adaptions to the rule, any more tweaking of this and all that, and here's how you. Ta- we don't like. Why don't you? Why don't you give back to some of the retired players if you really care? If you really are all about, let's help players. Let let's let's do something right for the players. What about some of the players that are struggling? All right, some of the players that are dealing with with those issues that didn't have all of this knowledge and all of this research and this awareness that some of the players now nowadays do have. I I just, I just think they're, they're, they're trying too much to, they're making it too complicated. And I feel like the NFL has done that a lot recently. They've, they've done it with the catch rule. It's way too complicated. Um, They've tried to simplify it. It's not simplified. It's even more of a pain in the ass, in my opinion. And now they're trying to do it with this tackling rule it just it's too much at a certain point you just got to acknowledge what it is that you are 87799 on Fox 8779966369 uh, and you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. So I was saying this earlier that there's been this uh so people are trying to figure out what's wrong with Kevin Durant. They're trying to figure out why is he more angry? Why is he more frustrated? Why is he why is he more agitated? He's been ejected 5 times this year. It just it seems like something's wrong with Kevin Durant. And I was pointing this out that I think that sometimes the pursuit is more rewarding than the catch, and I think that that happens a lot. You know, I think it happens to a lot of us. Like you remember how when you were really pursuing a relationship with somebody, or there was somebody that you really had the hots for, or there was a woman that that you just you were just infatuated with, you thought she was beautiful and all that stuff, and and you really wanted to be with her, and and you you just always wanted to spend time with her, and then you know, like after like a you know month, two months, it kind of fizzles out, and you look back and you go, man, but I was really, really into. It. Look, at, were you really into her? Or were you really into the pursuit of her? Like like which which was what you were really more into? And I think that sometimes we confuse that. Like sometimes we're confusing the addiction to the chase with the addiction of what's at the end of the chase. You know, and it's like like there's a, a great line in the movie, um in the movie Heat with Al Pacino where he's talking with his wife and she's fooling around on him and and all this stuff and and he says in the line he says all I am is what I'm going after. And there's more people like that than you realize. To where they don't they don't really know how to identify what it is that they want. They're just so caught up in the pursuit. Like they're so caught up in what they're chasing that they're not even really even thinking about what it is that they're chasing. Like I'm I'm guilty of it too. I have no idea what my end goal is in radio. All I know is I just love the pursuit. And I'm trying as hard as I possibly can, exhausting myself to get there, and I have no idea if at the end of it all, if what I get is even what I'm after. I just I just love the battle. Like I I acknowledge it. I love the battle. And so I think when it comes to Kevin Durant, I think his big thing, and, and my theory on Duran is, he really thought that once he won this NBA title, that he would have this inner peace and this fulfillment of, I finally did it, I finally got it. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't there. And I think he's trying to figure out what the hell he really wants. Like, like what, what now what? Now what do I do? And I think this sort of acting out and getting ejected five times and the anger and the temper, and he's so much different now. No, I just think he's still searching for what it is that that makes him fulfilled. Like He's just searching for what it is that that he's trying, and and now he's sort of lost. I mean he's still a great player, fantastic player, could win another title and all that, and it's great. There's there's nothing wrong with it, but I just think that he expected something more at the end of it. And it's not it's not uncommon. Aaron Rodgers has talked about it before. This is totally normal. And I think people do I think we deal with this a lot. I mean, how many of you are actually happy in your job? Like you're actually happy in your job. Okay. And think about how many of you are doing a job that you really, really wanted at some point, whether it was just because it was an improvement in pay or something. Like the idea is sometimes greater than when we actually get there. And I think that's sort of, you know, kind of what Kevin Durant is dealing with. And wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know it, here, all here in the middle of the night, keeping the station afloat. All right, Basically putting on a full-on therapy session involving Kevin Durant. Guess what Kevin Durant had to say, courtesy of Chris Haynes, ESPN. This is from Durant himself. Quote, After winning the championship, I learned that that much hadn't changed. I thought it would fill a certain void. It didn't. That's when I realized in the offseason that the only thing that matters is the game and how much work you put into it. Everything else off the court, social media, perception isn't important. What people say, how they view you, it's not important. End quote. Bingo, bango. Put your feet up, everybody. Round of applause for this show. That's called a full-on therapy session. That is called a home run. We called it. That's how that's done. Yay! <laughs> I'm telling, like, it's it it's so it it was so obvious to me because I, I can relate to it. Like, it's so obvious. Like, you're thinking to yourself, like, man, I just want this, and I want to get to this point, and I want all these things, and then finally you get there, and it's like, all right, now that I have it, now what? Like, you wonder why people with millions and millions of dollars make dumb purchases. Like, Johnny Depp buys pieces of art made out of tofu, fun dip, and Ritz crackers for, like, $3 million. You're like, why the hell would you want that? Like, why would you want... Guy's got all the money in the world, has pursued every one of his wildest dreams from a career standpoint, and he's buying crap. Like not actual feces, but like crap. He's buying garbage. It's like there was a story that came out years ago. Nicholas Cage like buys skulls. <laughs> what? Like why? Why would you want a skull for what? Like actual human like shrunken heads and stuff like that. Like why would you want that? <laughs> Like, who the hell would want that? There, there'd be, there's no reason to possibly want that, but he had to have it. Like, people buy the dumbest things. You just buy s- just stupid items, like like mini, mini horses, like little ponies that run around. Like, who would want that? But you got all this money. You, you thought you'd have all this money, and now you got it. And you're like, man, I don't know really what to do. So you go out and you just, you're bored. you just buying. Like it, I think this happens a lot. I think that's where Kevin Durant said in his mind. And uh, we were proven correct there. So, uh, we are one for our last nine hundred here on the show. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Uh, you can also give me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we are going to find out what the hell we have missed on the show so far. This is important, man. Really, really important. Groundbreaking information may be shared. Uh, that's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Kevin figures. All right, Jonas. We'll
3: start in the NBA as the regular season winds down. Some major playoff implications involving many teams. The Houston Rockets pretty much locked up the top seed in the Western Conference at this point, but they had to squeak out a one-point victory over the Phoenix Suns. Gerald Green actually hitting a three-pointer at the buzzer as Houston had to overcome a 21-point second-half deficit to notch their 11th consecutive victory. James Harden 28 points, eight rebounds, and 10 assists in the win. The Cavaliers have overtaken the Sixers for the three-seed in the Eastern Conference. They got a 107-102 victory over the Pelicans. Cleveland's won seven of their last eight as LeBron James had 27 points, nine boards, and 11 assists in the victory. Bucks beat the Lakers in overtime, 124-122. Eric Bledsoe, 39 points there for Milwaukee. The Jazz with a 107-97 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. T-Wolves with a one-point win over the Mavericks. Wins as well for the Tro- uh, Portland Trail Blazers and the Philadelphia 76ers who, who have won nine games in a row. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In Major League Baseball, for the second day in a row, the Giants defeat the Dodgers 1-0 as Joe Panik hit a solo home run off of Dodger closer Kenley Jansen to lead off the ninth inning. The Brewers got a three-run home run from Ryan Braun in the top of the ninth inning. They come back and beat the Padres in San Diego 8-6. Angels get a home run from Mike Trout. They defeat the A's in Oakland 2-1. D-backs get 5 RBI from Nick Ahmed. They beat the Rockies 9-8. Wins earlier on Friday from the Rangers, Phillies, and Marlins in extra innings, no less. Marlins actually beat the Cubs 2-1 in 17 innings. Teams combined to use 14 pitchers in that game. Red Sox shut out the Rays, 1-0. Yankees with a 4-2 victory over the Toronto Blue
2: Jays. Jonas? Thanks, Kev. Uh, Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Right now, it's time for this. Jonas, you moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it back over to the great Kevin Figures to find out what the hell we've missed so far. Kev?
3: All right, Jonas, and of course, it is NFL draft season, which means it's misdirection season. Nobody really wants to, you know, play their cards and let you know exactly what they're thinking and what direction they're going to go in. And we say that because John Elway uh, spoke with Adam Schefter of the Four Letter Network earlier this week. And when pressed about what the Broncos might do with their uh, draft pick, their top five pick in the draft, John Elway says, quote, it'll be wide open. I'm betting we won't know what direction we're going to go in until probably the day of or the day before in the first round of course a lot of speculation saying that the Broncos are looking at taking one of the big top flight quarterbacks with their top draft pick do you believe John Elway when he says he really has no clue what direction they're going to go in until the day of the draft
2: well here's the thing man like th- th- this is why this this top 10 of the draft is so intriguing because y- the Browns are sitting at 1 And then you got the Giants at two. There's a report that came out that the Giants are thinking about taking a a quarterback. So let's just say the Giants take a quarterback. So the first two are off the board. You know the Jets are taking a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So that's three off the board. Now all of a sudden, if you're the Browns sitting at four, you can take Saquon Barkley or... Somebody is going to get really desperate like a Buffalo, like a Miami, like an Arizona. There's like four or five teams that all need one of these top four quarterbacks. So Denver may be sitting there at 5 with no ability to move up a spot and they could be left on the outside looking in. And sure, true. like so so and they could, you know, end up going with Saquon Barkley or, or in some other direction, but I think Denver's in a tough spot, man, because there's so many teams that are going to move up. You already saw what the Jets paid to move up three spots with Indianapolis. Right. Who knows what the hell the price tag is going to be for Arizona, Buffalo, Miami, some of these other teams want to get in.
3: And Buffalo's already moved up, of course. They can move up again and get themselves in the top five. Who knows? I, I, I can't wait for the draft. Yeah. I, it is so much fun, man. Pro- I love the draft. The most intriguing NFL offseason I can remember as far as so many trades happening oh, yeah. that early. I mean, but even before free agency started, all the moves that were being made.
2: Well, yeah, because I think everybody figured out that free agency is a crapshoot. Here's Here's something that that I learned during free agency, and I learned this last year, and I forget who it was that that told me this, but we were talking to somebody on the air. It might have been Jay Glazer or somebody like that. The important thing to remember is the best players in the NFL never reach free agency. So you're overpaying every single offseason because Mm. if a player is really that good, his team's not letting him go. They're either going to franchise him to to put it off uh, and give him a little bit time a little bit more time to work on it. Or they're just going to let him go because they think they got somebody better in-house. The best players never hit free agency. That'll never happen.
3: No doubt. And the Broncos, at least short-term, seem to have maybe solved their quarterback position. They signed Case Keenum to a two-year deal. So at the very least, they have him locked up for the next couple of years as they search out for their next quarterback. Uh, Moving on to to basketball, Uh, Rick Pitino, disgraced, I guess is the best word to use, uh, (laughs) head coach of the Louisville Cardinals. I'm so glad you got this story. Yeah, you saw this. Uh, According to Mark Stein of the New York Times, The NBL's New Zealand Breakers, yeah, New Zealand professional basketball, has reached out to Rick Pitino's representatives to try to sell him on coaching in their professional league because probably not going to get another head coaching job in college. Rick Pitino has expressed interest in going back to the NBA. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, so is this is this the best that he can do now? Is coaching overseas in New Zealand?
2: Well, here's what we need because I know that we have a lot of listeners uh, over in New Zealand, uh, Australia. By the way, what is the uh, proximity of New Zealand and Australia? I don't have a globe in front of me. Uh, I don't have a uh, map in front of me. Are they like? Uh, is it like the U.S. and Canada kind of? They're fairly close to each other. Uh, let, let's go live to our New Zealand Australia Insider, uh, Iowa Sam. Sam.
1: I believe New Zealand, yeah, they are close to each other, Kevin. I believe New Zealand is an island though. Yeah, it is. It's an island, yeah, like right next to it. Well, right next to Australia. I'll
3: say this. I, I was speaking to a New Zealander not too long ago and they got, got pretty pissed off of me when I asked if they were from Australia. So apparently there's a thing there.
1: Oh, okay. So th- there's I mean,
3: a there's, chasm there. Yeah, between so the pretty,
2: two. Okay, so it's like uh it's almost like Hawaii compared to, say, California. Like if you were to say I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Like, okay. like one's an island. Yeah. All right. So
1: I mean, Maybe not on. quite as far away as Hawaii to California. Yeah, but yeah,
2: well, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Honestly, like between you and I, we're not on the air right now. <laughs> who cares? It's just us talking. Yeah, who cares? Um, but the reason I ask that, we have a lot of listeners in Australia and in New Zealand. And I know that because they send tweets to the show. They're listening on the iHeartRadio app. So here's what I want to know. All right. And this is, this is, if you guys really want Rick Patino as your coach, this is what I need. I need somebody in New Zealand. To tweet me over, and it can only be somebody from New New Zealand. Tweet over at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox. This is an assignment before the show tomorrow. I need a list of two things: Italian restaurants in New Zealand, and I need a list of brothels in New Zealand. All right? I need both of those, and I need them before the show tomorrow so if you're listening in new zealand and we'll include australia if you want in on this as well too uh go ahead and send those over to at the jonas Knox on twitter are you trying to become rick patino's agent and set up endorsement deals before he gets down there jonas is look what's going it, on? it is important to know the interests of the people that you are hiring you know what i mean like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like steve spurrier i think in steve spurrier's contract that he had with south carolina uh, he got like uh, free rounds of golf because they knew he liked to golf. So I okay. just think that if that if the New Zealand Breakers want Rick Pitino as their coach, they're going to need to find out which Italian restaurants will let him hang out after hours. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> I understand. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean.
3: Oh, speaking of Coach Spurrier, the old ball coach down there in the SEC, uh, former LSU head coach, Les Miles. Uh, there was a pretty interesting yeah. write-up on him. at uh, The Baton Rouge advocate earlier this week apparently uh, can't find himself a head coaching job, or at least the job that he wants, if you let him tell it, uh, as of this moment. So instead of trying to get a head coaching job, he's working on his acting chops. Says he's always dreamed of being an actor when he was a kid, and apparently he's actually going to have not a starring role, but a pretty prominent role in an upcoming film that's set to be released this summer. About the Challenger uh, space shuttle disaster, the name of the film is called Angry Men, and apparently he wants this to kind of springboard his new, his new persona, his new second career, acting in Hollywood. You think the the Mad Hatter would do pretty
2: well as an actor there, Jonas? I don't know, man. <laughs> I actually I kind of like him as uh, as an analyst. I think he's, he's pretty funny. solid, right? Uh, how has he not been able to find a job? It's odd, isn't it? There are
3: rumors about the Houston job. Uh, there are rumors about Western Kentucky. But uh, it just kind of faded away for whatever reason.
2: I I, I I'm trying to like uh, it's 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 crazy. Like he he won a national title. Mm-hmm. He's been very successful, unless like the price tag is way too high. Possibly. You know, it's going to end up happening. Like you're going to look a couple of years down the road, and you're going to go, "Hey, look at that! Ed Orgeron, not much different than uh, <laughs> than uh, what we had before." So right. I don't really know why the move was made.
3: Yeah, because that was the big stigma against Les leaving LSU. It was like. People felt his offenses were just historically bad, which I don't think the numbers were as bad as people tried to exaggerate them to be. But they weren't good, I'll say that. So the fear is possibly you hire him to another program and he's gonna set your offense back fifty years.
2: Now what kind of movie would he be um what kind of movie would he actually be in? Like the ideal movie for Les Miles? Are we talking like a like a mob movie, romantic comedy. Like what do you think? A romantic
3: comedy? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I, if he thrive in a situation like that. Um, he definitely be like the crazy, wacky lawyer guy. Get up and scream, you know. You mentioned Heat, you know. I yeah, can see him. Okay. I can see him starring right. in a movie with Pacino. That, that makes some look sense. Guys, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Look at me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: let's go. Yeah. Here, let's hear a little something from. Uh, this is uh, uh let, let, let me set this up for you. This is from the great movie Heat. All right, this is the movie Heat. Here is Les Miles pointing a 9mm in Wangro's face. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Can't you see Les thriving in a row like that? By the way, you know that the... Um... Shut up! <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm not, just get this in real quick before we get the break. Do you know that when the uh, Challenger exploded in 86, I think that that screwed with the Bears parade. The Chicago Bears were supposed to have uh, their parade or something like that. Hmm. Um, and I think that I I think like what like they were supposed to have some parade or something, or they were supposed to go to the White House, but because the Challenger exploded two days after they won the Super Bowl, they never got the chance to go. Oh, so they they didn't postpone it; they just never went. Yeah, like, and I oh. think I think they recently went. I'll have to look that. I'm I'm gonna find that uh, during the break. I'll look that up. But I, I, I think that I remember that being a story that happened uh, when the Challenger exploded. So. Uh, All right. Thanks, Kev. no problem. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up next, we are going to hear a bunch of people in the world of sports say some really inappropriate things. Find out who they are next on FSR.
0: And I literally almost threw up.
2: Song makes me want to disrobe. Again. Oh, probably sounds uncomfortable on the podcast because you don't hear the music playing. But it is uh, George Michael, Freedom. What a good song! Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Oh. We will hear uh, some people in the world of sports say some inappropriate things coming up here in uh, just a couple of minutes. Um, I do want to confirm that, uh, yeah, the Chicago Bears. Uh, uh, Kevin Figures was talking about, um, that Les Miles might be in a movie or he is in a movie about the Challenger explosion in 86. Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So the Bears White House visit was delayed 25 years. So they never got to go to the White House. Um because, I guess, for some reason after the Challenger explosion, which was two days after the Super Bowl, they never got to have that chance. So, Well,
3: that White House schedule is really backed up, huh?
2: Yeah, 25
3: years. Jeez. Yeah,
2: So, there was that. Um, so, yeah, we paid that off. I feel like we did a very uh, very mature approach to a professional broadcast uh, radio show here. That's Yay. how you pay off a tease, everybody. Also, uh, people in Australia and New Zealand are pissed at us. Um, look, I've never been to either, so I have no idea. All I know is Foster's uh, the beer from Australia is atrocious. I mean, yeah, you, uh, it, it, like you may as well scrape the armpit of a bum while he's sleeping and drink that. Foster's is awful,
3: and those kangaroo pouches aren't as comfortable as cartoons would try to make them out to be. Yeah. So, <laughs> you've tried, oh, you've tried one of those. Yes, huh? yeah, yeah t- t- don't try it. Don't try that, please.
2: Wait, you, you tried to sit inside a kangaroo's pouch? No, I have not, but uh-huh. I hear it's very, uh, oh,
3: it- it's, ve- uh-huh. it's very messy in there, from what I hear.
0: I hear, oh, it's, goo- little,
1: I hear it's gooey in a little
0: there.
2: Uh, little double entendre there,
1: yeah, huh? But, wow.
0: Yeah,
2: fuck. Clean up aisle Kevin. Huh? Yeah, so uh, Australia, listen, we have an assignment. People in Australia, people in New Zealand, uh, for Rick Pitino potentially taking the New Zealand uh, Breakers uh, head coaching position, I need a list of brothels and a list of Italian restaurants in New Zealand and or Australia. And that's it. That's the only assignment I'm asking of you. Normally don't give you homework, but I need that, and it has to be from somebody in Australia or New Zealand. You must tweet me at the Jonas Knox uh, before tomorrow's show. Uh, right now, though, it's time for this.
0: Out of It's time to make people in sports sound even worse than they already did this week. Similar to this long sentence that I just read. What? It's out of context. Wake me
1: up before
0: you go. I wouldn't be surprised if they start just jamming it inside. I didn't know
1: it was
2: that easy. I thought it was supposed to be hard.
4: It's hot. It's good. This is nothing. You know, you kind of just pump yourself up. Been wet six times. <laughs> I had some power. And I was choking so hard. So it's always to get a good good little start here.
3: I was just in the zone. I don't know how I came away with the energy because I only got like three hours of sleep last night. With him doing it uh, with, with guys he knows. It oh. felt like
4: we had to get it. Um, we
0: went and got it. He's jamming his fingers. and If something <laughs> pops up, it pops up. Anything is possible. If I can do it, anybody can.
1: To help these guys get over their hump. Overdressed and naked. It came really close to going in. It didn't. Holy cow, I'm awake. I ain't getting
2: this voice. If I'm going to be active, I have to be active
4: Ah, this puppy's over
2: Ah. (laughs) oh wow well done that is well done
0: Michael. Michael.
2: you know sometimes you're never quite sure what's going to stick like like which part of the show you're going to take away when you drive out of here and I, I just I am having this creepy visual of Kevin figures playing around in a kangaroo pouch just disgusting
0: Jonas son of a bitch with Zumo Play.